Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Two more sleeps now to Magic Round, Lakey, and who's counting? Hey, JT back here for the SC Report, the Wednesday Trades, and all the other Talking Points edition. Lakey, good to have you back, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, mate. And we've got, uh, yeah, as I said, a couple of sleeps, and then you and I will be catching up for a few beverages on Friday night pre-Tigers Nights. Could be an absolute blockbuster I there. cannot but- wait for this weekend, and my wife very much can You've got the leave pass, right? I do. Got it the weekend off, mate. So I've been very lucky in that respect. I'm out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She's um, less excited having to spend all three days with three gremlins. But um, (laughs) (laughs) she's got got a girls weekend the following week, so I'll make up for it there. Oh, you did mention that. That's your in. Yeah, I see now how you got the uh, the pass. Well done to you, mate. Look forward to, yeah, three days of, uh, I'm sure, wise decisions and, and good fun. So I think it's basically, I've just heard all around, it's just going to be a massive weekend for groups of people, whether it's Bucks weekends, groups of blokes. Yes, ladies, your Bucks weekend. Be, just, your Bucks yeah, weekend, please, that's thank right. Thank you. Yep. Heard enough rubbish. I'm sick of having to get bloody congratulated uh when some actually i think i mentioned last night the coffee guy said congratulations and i'm like oh is this about the cowboys (laughs) whether it was i was getting congratulated for the cowboys beating the broncos or being engaged uh only one of those things uh happened and that was the cowboys getting a big win but anyway digress i'm not engaged uh probably won't be for a long time after magic round who knows what uh debauchery we'll get up to but it's probably worth we we might just get you drunk enough that it happens mate let's it's working up Oh, last time I think I ate a kebab off a bin and followed Wenner around wherever he was going. Um, not so nice places there. So who knows? I'll try to be on my best behavior because it is a long week. It's a good week of rugby league too. A couple of interesting matchups as we went through last week. Who knows what we're going to see, but should be great fun. And I guess we'll, we'll mention as well, we'll be out and about on Saturday afternoon around, I think, I guess midday or so. We'll head down yeah, to the Newstead Brewery on uh, around the Suncorp Stadium area. We did that a couple of years ago for the first Magic Round. It was good um, good fun. Saw a few guys that are uh, regular listeners to the pod, big fanboys, will be there signing autographs. And say so the last couple of weeks been trying to get people to um, jump on board and leave us some reviews and whatnot. So if you want to do that in person, come down and give us a serve. Oh, please. Absolutely. There's enough Broncos fans out there. Uh, maybe you'll be crowing after a rare win the night before. I always give you some stick. So please look for the guy wearing the Cowboys uh, polo, Cowboys Christmas shirt, Cowboys jersey. Blood red eyes. Cowboys singlet. <laughs> I'll be wearing sunglasses. Don't you worry about that. I know the uh, good thing you mentioned the reviews. So obviously over the last couple of weeks, we've asked uh, the guys out there to who listen to us to give us some uh, constructive criticism, some feedback on the uh, Apple podcast there some good stuff coming in the grand prize obviously was to join me on the sc or the sc report there sunday wrap uh, which i've been a little could you try again could i try <laughs> i yes. cannot try again Siri. 
<laughs> I can try to get it back on board, though. That is what I promised to do. It's been a, a, about a month or so that I haven't been able to do it, but uh, going to bring it back. And uh, for the lovely people out there who gave us a review, I couldn't uh, couldn't decide on any single winner. So I'm going to leave it. Uh, I've got three that I've narrowed it down. So any of these guys here that are listening in that want to be part of the Sunday Wrap at some point this year, hit us up on Twitter, on email, whatever it might be, just reach out to us. And that would be Rob Elkington, firstly, for calling you Lamey. That was fantastic. Great stuff. Dini, TSV81, gave a yeehaw, said he loves the theme song. Cowboys man, always good to have you on board. And Amy, Amy Satchel, um, did shout us out for being much improved, informative, and all these other uh, horrendous lies. So Yes, <laughs> she was obviously of- on the cans that night. So good for you. We appreciate someone who can drink on the pod. <laughs> certainly do so amy dino and rob elkington you are our winners shout out uh, to us when if you do want to be on the pod or maybe you know someone else that might want to be uh, there in your position if you don't want to come on board but please come out and join me on a sunday afternoon uh ye bloody ha you'll get to hear that one i won't play it for too long you'll get to hear that in person you can give me a break for it for a week who can possibly pass that up? All right, Lakey, we have banged on for a while. Trades, it's the uh, pod where we go through all the interesting topics of the week, the trade-ins, the trade-outs, who we're looking at, um, some of the interesting plays leading into this one. So we'll go through. we got to go trade-outs. Obviously, this week, there's been some absolute huge, carnage that we went through ones, yeah. last week. A lot, of, a lot of big names on the uh, on the outs list. So who and what are we doing with those guys? Talk a little bit about Reed Marnie. So I've been eyeing him off since the start of the year, having a bit of a blinder down week last week but is time right for him five eight spots we talked a bit about who we're going to fill it with uh, in terms of guns but maybe there's a, a guy we'll take a gamble on geez i think i'm the first person to make that yes, pun, don't right. you think? very original well done. thank you thank you what a pun uh and Mato, is he worth the risk so we did mention last pod he is looking pretty good in his comeback to the nrl off that nasty head knock so is it the time right for him as well and finally what are we doing with our cheapy center wings it's just a yeah a basic dart throw uh, left right and center with these um some of these guys we'll talk about what we're doing basically with our reserve lists this week and then finish off of course with trades and captains so quite a big pod i guess we'll start with the trade outs like here and there's so many names on this list of Listed a few of them, Schuster, Munster, Barnett, Watson, Fafita. Have I missed anyone else? Or Capewell, we'll add him as well. Um, There's plenty of guys there, highly owned, who are missing, uh, who are having down weeks, weird position moves, just things aren't clicking for them. So, Josh Schuster, why don't we start right at the top there? Get rid of him, he's rubbish. (laughs) 497k, break even of 83. Uh, He's come back a little bit down to earth over the last couple of weeks there. The combination with Turbo was looking pretty good early doors, but um, not getting the runs he was getting at the start of his his tenure in the Manly side. Coming up with a couple of penalties and errors, it's just not ideal for him. And yeah, just his his first cash drop of the season, I believe. So under the 500k mark. Lakey, we keep sort of rubbing it in that you are a non-owner and you've missed out the 300-odd K. Um, But right now, he's he's not going to play round 13. And he's an obvious trade-out target for the guy we mentioned previously, a Tyson Gamble. I did mention last week, and this is just classic me, uh, that I wouldn't trade him out, keep him in, post round 13, he's going to be a great have to get for that 17 and, and whatever else he's doing. So great in that 5-8 spot. In the space of a week, I've turned. I've gone the other way. I think he's a trade-out this week. Disagree? No, I can't say I disagree. Um, what I will say is I don't think he's the priority. Like you've listed five guys and 
you know, Fafita's out for a couple of weeks, Munster's out for a couple of weeks. If you've got Harry Grant, he's out for a couple of weeks. Mitch Barnett, Connor Watson are stealing each other's minutes. At least Schuster's still playing 80 minutes, and he's coming up against the Broncos this week on the Friday night. So if of all those guys, and, and all these guys are highly owned, very highly owned, very um, popular players in our game, but um, Schuster's probably the least of the priorities in my book from these guys. Um you can play him this week and maybe look at trading him out next week potentially if needed because we're all low on numbers. You know, Jake Simpkins are out. Um, Utoya Kamano's out. Spencer Linio's still out. Um, Fafita's injured, oh, suspended, sorry. And then you've got a couple of injuries and whatnot. So everyone's really scrounging together a 17. And if you've got Schuster, you know he's going to get you a 50-odd. Um Hmm. So I, I would be tempted if I was the owner, I'd be tempted to hold just for the at least the one more week, get through Magic Round until some of the uh, questions have been answered, maybe around the Barnetts and Watsons, they've sorted each other out and they don't you know, don't look as bad or they've definitely decided their sell. Yeah, what if you owned a, a Cody Walker and you didn't have to worry about a Cam Munster at 5'8"? Um, so you've got Cody Walker sitting there, hopefully bounces back from a 16. But I don't know, if, if you're trying to get a guy, like if you're trying to generate some cash, this surely is a week yes, where you've got yes. a guy like Schuster with a high break even. Obviously, you know, could turn up or whatever against the Broncos. Who knows what That's they're going right. to do. If up. you don't have Munster, yeah. if you're not a Harry Grant owner, you're able to carry for feeder on the bench for a couple of weeks. You're not worried about Barnett. You don't have Watson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you don't have these other fires to put out, then, yeah, he's a prime candidate. Mm-hmm. Get rid of him. Um, he's starting – he's peaked now. He's at 505 – no, 496. So he's he's dropped 10K last week. He's got a 83 break even. So he's not really going to go up anywhere. Um, he's only scored over that twice this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to be making you any more money. There's every chance he's going to be losing some more money. But, yeah, so it's – He's a prime candidate for the trade out. Um, I can yeah. I can make the argument either way. As I said, I don't think he's the priority. But if you don't have any other fires, go for it. I really didn't like watching him last week. He got a line break late in the game that boosted him to the forty odd that he got. But before that, he was just getting cut out. He was very uninvolved. They kept going down. Well, they kept going right. Edge. They kept going yeah, right. Exactly. Sub ended up with a triple um, turbo busted through on his own bat for a double. Um, yeah, they just kept going right. So. He was hurt in that respect, but the Broncos are, are fairly weak across the field, I think. Um, mm. You know, TPJ plays on the left-hand side, so it might mean they don't go right as often um, mm. or as opposed to, you know, they'll go left and target Ricky a little bit more um, perhaps. So, yeah, it's th- there is some potential there for a good game from him, but, yeah, if you don't, I mean, if you want to get rid of him, he's going to be gone this week or next week if you want to have that buy coverage. And um, Campbell, uh, Campbell Gamble is on the um, bubble right now. So it's a, it's a good chance to swap him out and make a, a ton of cash. He's done his job for you. It's an interesting one because if I still held him, I would absolutely play him, stick the reserve on him. I just think against the Broncos, as you mentioned, it could be anything. And when he does score well, it's invariably because he's got a try assist or even a try, like obviously. But um, he's got a potential to do that um we've seen before so it's a weird one i'm, I'm trading him out I've, that's where i've lent to i'm going the gamble route um it is a gamble and yeah, certainly <laughs> it's a punt certainly is and um yeah just banking that cash and it, it means that you're able to then go upwards to maybe go like Papali if you don't own him or even generate the cash for a um for feeder trade in back 
down the line if you just want to generate some cash now. So I think um, it's, it's probably a, the time is right, I think, for moving on from Schuster if you don't have any other issues at 5A. But I guess we'll move on to those other issues for people. And I guess you can group these as well with guys that are playing Origin and also missing uh, one to two weeks at least. And that's Cam Munster, Kurt Capewell, and uh, Dave Fafita. So maybe we'll start with Cam Munster on the 5A topic. 614K, missing the next two weeks, Break even of seventy, and that's at least the next two weeks. At I think least, that's yeah, that's right. So he's key. done his ankle, I believe, or hurt his foot in that game. I don't know exactly. Like Melbourne's tweeted it out, so it's not fake news or anything like that. But I, I don't know the extent of the injury um, off my own head, so it's going to be a bit of a stab here. But um, if they're saying at least two weeks, they said that with. Um, Pappenhausen, Pappenhausen, and it's been mm. what three or four now. Um, so they. Probably just err on the side of caution. He'll head into the origin camp in three weeks' time anyway. Uh, might get a rest after that. So there's every chance you're going to be missing him for the next month to a month and a half um, if they're playing it safe. You know, and Melbourne's going great guns. They're, you know, sitting second on the ladder, killing teams, like nobody's business. So it's just they can just rest him. They can sit him back mm. and and – you know, float through a couple of these games, maybe drop a couple that they're probably expected to drop over the origin period anyway with all these guys out. So just um, just, just take the opportunity to make sure his foot's right for the back end of the season where they try and attack the finals. I, I don't really don't know about Cam Munster anyway from a, obviously the, the reasons to trade him out this week are because he's out for two uh, potentially more weeks and origin and all that kind of thing. But even before that, like last week he tunned up, but before that I thought he's just been – quiet uh, a little flat even when some of the other guys around him jerome hughes on a couple of occasions nico hines pappenhausen when he's there are all doing great things and munster's sort of um not so much passive but not sort of getting a lot of the trisis that he would normally yeah, get to counter that i think it's just the expectations we have of him isn't it i mean he's mm-hmm. scored this is his, his two months that he's played 71 59 86 62 78 67, 88, 51, and 100. So, yeah, he's kind of just floating along and doing what he does. He's not busting out any huge scores, but you're taking those scores from a 5'8 any day of the week. I'd be mm. laugh. I took a 16 from Cody Walker last week. I would have loved a 51 <laughs> from Munster the week before. So, yeah, it's just, um, I think it's just the expectations. We have such high expectations of these guys. And when they don't, hit tons every week we go oh they're having bad weeks but they're not they're not he's playing Mm. he's killing it he's averaging 74 which is kind of what you would be expecting him to average um when you picked him up at the start of the year i don't actually know i was going to say he's not going to have the goal kicking when pappenhausen's back but has the goal kicking actually helped his scores yeah they've probably bumped his score up you know, two to four points a mm. week. It's not the same goal kicking that like a clear he's getting. We we watched it on the weekend. He he sprayed it all over the field on Thursday night. He kicked better than he did the week before, but then clear he kicked in the first game of the of the following night and just was arrow straight. Um, mm. And there's a huge difference between the two blokes and clear he's just adding 20 to 30 points a game from his kicking, whereas Munster's giving him back. Hmm. Certainly is, um, but I think consensus for him anyway. Given the in light of his injury and origin, he's a trade out this week. I would think so. I said it last week. It's a specialist position. Um, if you've got a Schuster or a Tyson Gamble or maybe Connor Watson with his questionable minutes um, as the backup, you can't be carrying 
Munster on the bench there while those guys are um, your starters. Uh, you just don't know what they're going to give you on any given week. Dave Fafida, 850K, 144 break even, and now courtesy of Mel Meninga's terrible defense, he's going to go for two weeks. So similar story, as we said, Origin player as well uh, maybe was due a rest who knows what they were planning to do with him but anyway in the meantime he's not going to be there for three of the next four and i think uh super coach whisperer has got his own podcast he you mentioned off air he's got a tweet up about what his next uh, couple of months looks like yeah that's right he's come up and posted a nice little graphic and um of what Fafita's going to be playing for the next two months so he's suspended, suspended, playing round 12, then he's into origin camp and then obviously backing up from that. He'll play two weeks um, in 15-16, back into camp and backing up in round 18. So um, of the next eight to nine games, he's definitely playing three, um, potentially resting upwards of six. Hmm. It's a very long time on the sidelines, 850K and 144. That means he's likely, but still not definitely, going to lose cash when he comes back. But on the flip side, if you don't need to bank that cash, if you say you already got a Papa Lee and, and whoever else you're planning to spend money on, maybe you've even got Pappy at, at fullback, whatever it might be, if you're not eyeing off someone expensive to bring in this week, would holding him, is it the game against, has he got Cronulla? That's uh, right. In round 12, back? he's back against Cronulla. They, um, oh, we just saw what um, the, the the Panthers did to them last week. Mm. And um, in that one, I mean, who's the left edge kick out? He only scored a 54 last week. So, even yeah. that, they're not giving up huge scores. They're giving up just over 50 per game to the left second row forwards. Um, so, I mean, there's still a decent-ish comp. Competition, but it's feeder. We, like he came out against the bunnies, who were a decent initial competition, and he put 150 on them. Hmm. No, I think if you had a puppy, and I think he's probably the only one I'd really trade and go like for feeder two um, around that similar price tag, and purely for um, the cash purposes. But just think if you're coming up against someone in head to head draft, whatever it might be, and they've got a Fafita in their side in round 12, and we know he's definitely playing because it's a suspension, not an injury like Munster, Grant, and potentially Capewell. If you look at a guy like Fafita in that round 12 week, that is huge points potential. Yeah. Um, and then obviously a trade out for the week. That's up. exactly right. If I was coming up against him, if I trade him out and I'm coming up against him, I am shitting myself in a head to head match. Certainly are. It's um, not going to be a nice name to see coming up against your uh, in your opponent's list there. So hopefully for any owners, you've already got um, enough cash around to splash where you need to and he's not an urgent trade. And because we haven't mentioned it, but I mean, holding trades, uh, it's not a great week for it given all the carnage. But geez, if you can do that, obviously in the run home, it's going to hold you in good stead. So for Fita, I think is possibly uh, less of a trade out if you don't need to go to Papa Lee. I think he's probably the only one personally that I'd be um, flipping him to if I owned him, but foolishly, do not. Capewell, Curdy Capewell, another guy like Munster who's been serviceable in his position. Uh, it's likely centre wing for anyone that owns him. I do not. Uh, but he's out with a doing? concussion. Who do you have? Uh, oh, just great guys. Just yeah. uh, Tyron Peachy, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Kelly, he's been great. Um, just, yeah guys that are on the bubble they're ready to burst and, and bring me back up to the top 1k kurt capewell mate 467k he's got a break even of 66 um 
Origin player as well, not going to play that uh, round 13 game Penrith will play because of that concussion. It's always a hairy one, particularly for a, a side like Penrith who don't need to risk these players. Uh, big risk for me if you hold this guy, expecting him to play over the next couple of weeks. Would you be moving him on for, I guess, uh, concussion reasons and also how he's generally been going? I personally probably won't. Um, I've got the, I guess, luxury of um, having a fifth center wing in Dane Laurie. Um, I'm able to bring him on and sit Capewell. Um, so I've, I've able to carry him a little bit, but we just um, you just don't know what's going to happen with his head knocks. He failed his HIA last week, so they've given him the rest this week against the Titans. Um, in saying that Maddo was given a week off as well and ended up missing three to four or something like that. So... Mm. Um, if there's lingering issues, um, then he'll be out well into the origin period. Um, but I personally, as I said before, I'd put him on the back burner, just sit him for the week, see if he returns next week against the Bunnies and then he plays the Dogs in round 12 before heading into camp. He'll be in the centres in the origin side. Um, that's where he was had a man of the match performance in game three last week years so they'll chuck him back out there it's probably a little bit less of a work rate for him so i wouldn't be surprised to see him backing up in round 14 um but in saying that it's easy for me to say that while i'm sitting on the couch you know sinking (laughs) nachos and beers and watching these guys beat the piss out of each other so um Mm. i don't know he could be only missed the one week and then you want him back anyway Sure, I'm having a look in in terms of overall averages for the year. Kurt Capel is 22nd for centre wings, uh, which is pretty low, I'd, I'd say, for some someone that's been well touted in the position. I'd say he's been more handy than anything because obviously, as playing at second row, he's unlikely to go you know, below the sort of 45 to 50, 50 mark. That's which it. I think that taking the the boom or bust guys you get in your centre wings are your nofos. Um, your Dane Lorries and those sorts of cats who are just you're relying on tries. These guys who can score and can go big. The reason you have a Kurt Capewell is because he's playing in the second row and he's got a nice safe floor. So he's not going to go huge. He could go huge if he gets across the line, but he's not going to go huge on most weeks. He's just going to get you a solid 50 to 60 and really float your center wing in uh, such a volatile position. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I think this time of year when sides are just playing silly buggers and resting players and it's obviously origin, people are people are out. I think now's a, a time to target, a, a, as you said, a boom or bust guy as opposed to a, a Kurt Capewell. So maybe a luxury trade because, you know, it could be back next week and, and you know, fits straight back into your side. But I don't know if you, you want to take a punt this week. Maybe you use uh, his money to go to... Uh, Someone else in that centre wing, maybe you don't have a Nofo um, who looked pretty good last week, um, you know, a Fergo, even a Sevo, those sort of guys in and around there that will play round 13 and uh, see what you can do with some of their try scoring abilities. So, Capewell, I think he hasn't set the world on fire. No one, I wouldn't blame you for trading him out, but probably luxury. Uh, who else have we got? Mitch Barnett. Let's talk about your boys, Mitch Barnett and Connor Watson. Firstly, Barnett, we spoke a bit about him last night. Uh, he had a bit of a mixed game, obviously on the bench for a long time, 40-odd minutes nearly. When he came back on, he was pretty deadly, but 570K and price dropping. What are the reasons we're holding on to him as opposed to turfing? 
I maybe it was just an anomaly. Maybe the game flow didn't allow him to get back on. I don't know what Adam O'Brien was thinking. Barnett's played 80 minutes from round one through to round eight and then dropped to 44 minutes. And as I mm. said last uh, last night, he was great when he was on the field. He got stuck in, um, helped the Knights get on the front foot before he could manage to get over for a couple of late tries and steal the game. So I wouldn't be sitting him for a, such a huge period. But in doing that, you're stealing time off Connor Watson. Um the way I would go about it until Fitzy's, you know, as a super coach player and looking at it with my super coach glasses hmm. on, um, pull Fitzgibbon, um, start Barnett at 13, pull Fitzgibbon, push Barnett out wide and put Connor Watson in there. So Barnett can still play 80. He can get uh, a little less work rate out on the edge, maybe some attacking stats, and Connor Watson can play his 40 to 45 in his um, X-Factor role. But that's not what's going to happen. Barnett it's going to probably going to get around 50, maybe 55 if he's lucky. Let's talk about worst-case scenario. He continues to get sort of 50 odds based on little limited minutes and no attacking stats. He's currently 570K. Say he drops to maybe 500. Mm-hmm. He's going to play you round 13, be a valuable um, warm body and, and someone that could go large against the depleted side, maybe some extra minutes there. Who knows? Um, with, uh, I think, Jacob or Daniel Safidi, I should say, possibly in origin. So maybe they rotate the forward. And Frizzell. And Frizzell, so a lot more time possibly on the edge, hopefully on the edge. So a guy like Barnett, he's probably not going to dip well below that 500K mark, which is what, a, a decline of 70K in value? Yep. Um, I, I think you're just pulling the trigger despite, you know, the 98 break even. I think you're pulling the trigger too early personally. I think you might have just to ride out some pretty rough scores over the next couple of That's weeks. That's it. I do too. Um, plays Wests in the first game of uh, Magic Round on Friday night, so a, a decent chance for an attacking stat there. Then he's got your boys in round 11 and Manly in round 12. Um, oh, geez, trade him out for that Cowboys game. Yeah, that's exactly right. Coming up against Tom Alolo, lock versus lock. He'll just get monstered. But yep. So he'll play the next month for you. You know, he'll play 13 against Parramatta. They're going to be a tough ask anyway, but he's going to be goal kicking mm. if we can manage to get across the line without Honga there. Um, I'd be... He'll probably be one of my first trade-outs in round 14, round 15, but I'm just riding it. Um, you're probably going to get 50s, 55s from him for the next month. As a hmm. second row forward, you know, four, it's not the worst. Uh, it's not oh, It's not great. It's not ideal, but it's not the worst either. Certainly isn't he? But he's definitely got a lot of trade-outs this week. I'm just bringing up um, the most traded-out players. It is popular. Yeah. He's, as you Number said, seven. he's almost close to 600K. You can... Almost straight swap him for uh, a Maddo, um, who's a popular trade in. Other guys of the like, um, Tohu. To- yeah, Tohu. but I'm gonna say I'm, I'm sort of looking for the round 13 players, so um, Tohu won't be there unfortunately. But yeah, he is a straight swap for Maddo, so it's going to be a very popular trade this week, uh, considering the break even, the role he played mm. just a couple of days ago. Connor Watson, you, you talked a bit about him. He's obviously on the bench this week and having his minutes eaten into by your bloody boy, Lockie Fitz. Um, firstly, let's, let's consider him from a couple of positions. Firstly, 5'8". If you've got him at 5'8", and uh, I don't know who else, um, Schuster maybe there, are you pulling the trigger this week to bring Gamble in? Uh, yeah, I'd move Schuster first in that scenario. Um, okay. 
I don't know. I guess it depends. It depends. Like Schuster's going to probably score better this week um, against Connor Watson, mm-hmm. but Connor Watson plays round thirteen. So it's where's your priority yep. lie? Um, for me, I've also got Simkin, Jake Simkin, who's out in the hooking position, so I can move Watson up there and grab uh, Tyson Gamble that way. But um, he's not. He's been putting up fifty-five to sixty-five sort of most weeks, and um, now he's dropped another ten. I think it was. He played thirty nine minutes when he's been averaging around fifty. So yeah, he's he's dropped some time. He's dropped a good chunk of time. He's gonna drop a good chunk of points unless he gets some attacking stats. Um but again And thankfully did last week. So that's exactly uh, early. right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Jagged a line break or something or a line break assist early on. Try and line break assist early in the second half. Yep. And then you come back. So that's you know, twenty points of his near fifty yeah. last week. So without it, it's Pretty ordinary, but the thing with Watson is in the position he's playing there, he's always injecting himself into the line, so he's always likely to get a you know try assist or you know some sort of attacking stat just by virtue of where he plays on the field when he's there. Yeah, obviously it's not going to be base, and that's that's a bit of a worry. A couple of things though with him, um, sixty break even, so not no. You know, going to shed a, a shit ton of cash this week and playing the Tigers, as you mentioned. So every chance of notching that up. So. You talked about 5'8", and it's just being more of a priority. I probably agree. And also at hooker. So just considering uh, maybe a couple of things here. Say you've got uh, a Simpkin floating in there. You'd just find a way to flick Watson or you'd move maybe, I don't know, maybe Simpkin on as opposed to him, given Simpkin may not even play 13. That's exactly right. And Simpkin was – he's done a job. He's earned some cash. That's why we got him in. Um, Very not ideal that he's been dropped this close to – round 13 when we were kind of hoping to have him as a warm body. But um, if you're going to trade everyone, anyone, you trade the guy who's not there. Um, mm. I can't trust Madge. I don't know what he's doing. We spoke about it last night as well. He just – I can't fathom the changes he's made this week. Um, so, for Simkin to miss – I wouldn't be surprised to see him back next week and I'll be kicking myself. But while he's out, I th- I'm going to probably make that move and get rid of him. Let's consider Hooker, Connor Watson, and whatever he does on his Sunday nights is, is up to him. But having a look at some of the possible outs that you or trade-ins that you could go for him, Jaden Braley, I'm having a look at the list here of uh, trade-outs for him this week. Connor Watson out for Jaden Braley, popular one, 200. Not a, not a bad shout there to get Braley in after that try. Obviously going to make some cash and play for 13. Harry Grant, 64 people are trading him in. Don't know what you're doing there, champions, but maybe reverse on that bad boy. 93, go on Reed Marnie. Um, so obviously in doubt with a uh, concussion may keep an eye on team lists if you are planning on that trade, particularly given it's an early game, uh, the Knights game. So if you're pulling the trigger early on Watson uh, for Marnie and then, you know, Marnie doesn't even play, that's a bit of a, a tough shout. And Damian Cook, 488K he is. 33 people are pulling the trigger on him for Connor Watson. So you're actually selling Watson at a higher price or at an almost higher price than um straight spot to Damian Cook. Mm, that's, that's you would have taken remarkable. that at the start of the year, any day of the week, but you would have been thinking that Connor Watson would have been closer to six hundred for you to do that. Um yeah, Damian Cook's just not been the same this year. I don't get it. I really don't. I'm I'm struggling to find answers. There's a lot of people are in terms of just what is going on with Cook. He's out there for the eighty. He's you know in in around obviously last week right off but even before that um just a lot of 50s he's just not uh, running the ball he's absolutely not running the ball he's um delegating to his outside guys 
um, Latrell and Cody Walker were stealing a lot of his shine. But it's just even those guys when they haven't been there. You know, Cook's only he scored two tons this year, but other than that, he's broken fifty three times. Hmm. But what a price! Like if you were to tell me at the start of the year, Damian Cook would be four hundred and eighty k this far in. Obviously, he's had a poor year, but geez. I don't know. Sometimes you buy low, um, and a guy like Damien Cook won't play uh, either thirteen or seventeen, given he should be in the Origin side. But um, geez, a, a pod player to have, I'd say, at this stage of the year. I think it, it just goes to show, though, given some of those names there, there's not a lot of other options for a guy like Connor Watson if you do have him at the the hooker spot. And a lot of like he's sixty break even, not going to shed a lot of cash. We'll play round thirteen, all of that stuff. Only name I could consider as a guy is Reed Marnie. And I know I did say we'd, we'd talk a bit about him. Maybe we'll talk about him now. Yeah, let's do it. Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie, 108 break even, uh, 84 average if you exclude last week's concussion-affected game. Um, it should be around 550K next week. So, again, could be a, a week's hold depending on if he does play or not. Um, you just don't need to worry about it and you can just hold a week and then make the move later. But um, he'd be probably the only one I'd be considering a flip of uh, Connor Watson to at the hooker spot there. So, I reckon um, Marnie... Um, his, his price surprised me. I thought based on the start to his year and how good he's been going, he'd be a lot higher, shed a lot of cash last week. But before that, he'd been ton- – I think he had three tons there, obviously one more than Cook. Um, in a Parramatta side that's been pretty expansive, um, he's finding his boards close to the line. Like he's doing everything you'd want to see out of a hooker, running the ball, all that sort of stuff. Um, unless Harry Grant is injured, he won't play Origin. Obviously, that's a question mark now as well. But a guy like Reed Marnie, I could see very valuable uh, player to have for that round 13 spot. Yeah, exactly right. And he's going to give you a steady 60 score. That's um, He's only gone under 60 once this year, which was a 56 back in round three. Three tons. Um, other than that, he's mostly gone 60s except for last week. Um, so he's going to be a very consistent scorer. And I, but I think that's why he's dropping cash at the moment. He's, he started the year with a 134 and then had a couple of weeks where he's gone 165, 101. Um, and then since gone, you know, 60s or, or, and then the 33 last week. So he's dropping cash at the minute, but, um, could become affordable by round 12. Um, if he plays mm. the next couple, once that 33 is sort of rolling through, but he'll be very affordable come round 12 against the Bunnies and then plays my depleted Knights um, in round 13. So, we could be up for a nice score there too. He'd be someone I'm very interested in, but it's just that concern around his head knock. How long is he going to be out? Is he going to make it mm. there this week and then actually lose enough cash to bring him in? Because you don't want to be getting on him at round 13 I guess, and then losing cash for a couple of weeks before trying to trade him out for a round 17 guy. Yeah, I mean, if you go, say, a Amani and a Braley combination, I think you're getting safe 60s out of both of them. Obviously, it's just hooker spot for whatever reason this year is just not what it used to be. Harry Grant may be the exception, but again, won't be a regular fixture until post round 17. So, for now, anyway, it's um, a spot where you can easily have two players in your side who are going to do the job for you. And then I think a, a combination like Braley and Marnie, uh, both won't play Origin, both shouldn't be really rested too much, you'd imagine, in and around those, those games. So, it could be some valuable points for you. But um, I, th- I think maybe 10 points better than, say, a guy like Connor Watson, uh, less of a risk. Yes. Uh, depending yep. on head knock and that sort of thing. Current so, roles. Luxury trade. Current roles being what they are, I'd absolutely prefer Marnie over um, Connor Watson. Um, but it's going to cost you 120k to do it at this stage. Mm. Um, and there is the concern about what Reed Marnie is going to do this week. 
It's uh, when does he play? Is it it's Sunday? Early Sunday? Uh, yes, yeah, Sunday. So if you're going to make that move, you're doing it before any games have been played at all because Connor Watson plays in the first game of the round, and um, mm. you're not knowing if Reed Money's actually made game day seventeen. Yeah. Hold Watson for a week, I think, is the consensus there. So, uh, not going to bleed a lot of cash, and you know you can make the money move next week, possibly for a reduced price. All right, Lakey, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and then go through the last couple of things. We'll talk a little bit about Gamble, who we mentioned before. As your babies say, they want to go to bed. <laughs> Ryan Madison, we'll talk about him whether he's worth worth the risk this week, and also maybe we'll mention that bloody Papali. Uh, and then finally, who we play. Do we play our cheapy center wings this week and then our trades and captains? Chat to you in a bit. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Alrighty, like you're here in the home stretch on the SC Report. Let's talk about Gamble. Enough puns. Uh, is he worth the punt? This week, um, we talked resist. <laughs> some options there. I just think for negative 48 break even, if you need to make cash, whatever reason, want to move on one of those five eights that we've got there. A guy like Gamble will play 13, 180K, bottom dollar, very low risk. Only issue, he is carrying a shoulder concern. So, you know, yeah, I don't think we can say definitively that he's going to be playing 13, considering the way that Broncos have chopped and changed their halves this year. He is playing well, so there's every chance he holds the position. But, yeah, a bit of injury concern, a um, bit of Broncos concern, a bit of Kevy concern. Mm. But you just don't West get KC. guys that at this stage of the year that are basement price and are, are knocking up 50s and 60s. That, so it's, as you said, worst case, what you're going to say, he's going to earn a couple of thousand before you have to move him on again. Yeah, exactly. If he just steps on the field this week with that negative break even, he's going to make you some money. Um, and then, you know, whatever games he plays going forward will be uh, icing on the cake. But again, I think best case, he plays around 13 and I think um, knocks about a, a pretty valuable score. But I think given you've got Tom Dearden, who's off to the boys next year, and then also Brody Croft in the in the works, who have just been uh, pretty ordinary when they've come there. I think they've finally maybe found their mojo with a MILF and gamble combination. So I think job security may be in his favor there. 16.55, his scores in the last couple of games. He's been pretty good, maybe a, a good attitude about him in terms of that side. So I don't know. I think it's a pretty low-risk play. Dual position as well, halfback 5.8. So I think that's added flexibility. Ticks a lot of good boxes there. I think no-brainer for this week. Yeah, and it's something you brought up to me last night that I hadn't considered. But getting Gamble, um, he's... 
350K cheaper than Sean Johnson at the moment, who has 104 break even um, and a couple of games, tougher games leading into the round 13 buy. And then the, Pan- that the Panthers after it. Um, so if you get Gamble and he, he makes 150 to 200K and Johnson drops 100K, you're going to be almost trading him straight across to Sean Johnson for the back end of the year. I'd, I'd make that move every day of the week. How easy super coach, mate? Why are we doing so shit? Uh, yeah, because everybody else is making the same moves much, much better than us. <laughs> yeah, Do as it. I say, right, not as on. I do. On, moving on to Ryan Madison, another big talking point here. For me, um, in my trades, spoiler alert, it's coming down to Ryan Madison v. Papa Lee, both Eels players. Um, obviously, one's just been incredible this year. Ryan Madison, on the other hand, has been um, out of the side for an extended period battling concussion, but he looks to have hopefully, touch wood, shaken that off. Big concern, obviously, though, is that long-term health, given how long he's been out over the last couple of seasons. So, always a concern in the back of my mind, but... You, I guess, have to just hope for the best in these scenarios. And if you have a look, the difference between the two is almost 200K. Um, playing in the same Parramatta side, both getting 80 minutes, both doing their role out there. Um, 64 break even for Maddo, so it won't be out of reach if you don't get him this week. But uh, for the sake of 200K, is the difference between him, him and Papali'i really that much? Yeah. No, probably not. Um, Papali'i has been bagging tries and busting tons um so that's obviously his appeal but as you said he's what 780k now Hmm. um he is and it's it's incredible it's it's a huge price and climbing he's got like a 60 break even this week so that's exactly right chance of going up and they're playing the warriors i believe who who gave up a fair bit of points to manly last week so these guys every chance of of building on that um but just looking at Madison, he's he had he's played the four games. One of them was the concussion game from the you know, grubby Kafusi um, mm. play. But excluding that one, he's averaging seventy points per game. Which again, like I've got Crichton in my side, who was going to be one of the top three second rowers for the start of the year, and he's not doing that anywhere near that well. Um, I, I, for the sake of saving two hundred k, I'd be leaning more towards Madison. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the case. The, the big thing, I guess, for Papa Lee's sake is that he plays in the front row. And if you compare him to some of the other names in there, he's just absolutely streets yes. ahead at the moment. Um, we did mention before flipping a guy like Fafita to him would be an option this week if your second row is pretty well short up and maybe you want to move on one of your, um, I guess you move Fafita and, and shuffle around your front row, second row. I don't know. Try and get him up to your front row. I think he's he's pretty valuable there. But, geez, some of the, the points he's putting on um, – Normally, these edge players go in and out of games, and particularly a guy like Papa Lee, who just doesn't have a history, really. He does not. He, about he's him. really come out of nowhere for it this year. Oh, but really just, Anyone that got on, apps. He's, um, he's got a six-game average of 106 points. So, it's an extended period where he's absolutely killing people, and his lowest in that time is 83. That's captain mm. scores. So, that's someone you can bring is. in and, and just throw the C on and set and forget almost, but... I just, for me, I just keep waiting for the the bubble to break the, and the hit the skids. But he doesn't look like slowing up. Watching him play, he does not look like he's going to ease up at any stage. You know what? I thought exactly the same thing uh, when I was thinking about maybe bringing him in this week. I thought like I'm buying this guy on an absolute tear. He has been unreal, unprecedented for a guy like him. I'm going to bring him in and ruin him. 
Please and, do. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> Any owners out there, you can breathe easy because I'm pretty sure I'm going the Matto route. So Papali is probably going to turn up this week comfortably and I won't have him. Matto, who knows what will happen with him. But uh, for the sake of a couple of hundred K, it's just I can't spend that sort of money uh, at this point. So saving that, hoping that the difference in points between the two isn't um, – that great in terms of like dollar value there it's almost you're pricing a guy like papa lee 25 30 points per game more uh, based on that price maybe not that much but geez, i don't know that. if i can see the gap yeah i don't know if i can see the gap being that much between the two and i guess that's what we've got to look at um conversely both of them in your side i think for round 13 um would be pretty damn handy that would be in a perfect world in. if you can get both of mm-hmm. them for round 13 absolutely Hoping that uh, Papa Lee has some down games that we can afford him in uh, a couple of weeks' time. That would be lovely. That would be great for Supercoach. But who knows? He'll probably go on and keep scoring tons. But anyway, we'll uh, see if that bubble will ever bloody burst. All right, Lakey. Cheapy center wings. Uh, we've all got a few of them. They're thankfully not as cheap as they were a few weeks ago because the likes of Saab, Staines, and Simonson have all been on a tear. Well, a one-week tear. A one-week tear. You're only as good as your last game, mate, and these guys are absolutely so, flying. Oh. Jason Saab, let's start with him. Uh, game against the Broncos this week. He's been um, found a new lease on life in terms of NRL when he's paired up with Tommy Trebojevic. They just seem to find each other. Well, Turbo, in this case, seems to find Saab um, every single week. He's putting on doubles. Like last week, he was uh, scoring tries, scoring tries with line breaks as well, which is always good. Um, and this week, he comes up against the Broncos. We're leaky at best. Uh, are we backing him in for a week here? Or are we all just so scarred from that start to the year? I, I'd be... I'd be very gun-shy about actually playing him, but um, right-wingers against the Dogs are averaging 59 points per game. It's not... You know, the Broncos or the Dogs? Oh, sorry, against the Broncos. My apologies. But, yeah, so they're not killing it um, by any means. But just looking at what Saab has done, he's scored six, seven, mm. seven tries. In the last five weeks, um, no, apologies, eight tries in the last five weeks. Jesus. And um, all but one of those have been since Turbo's come back. So, Turbo's absolutely tearing apart sides down that right-hand side and feeding Saab. Um, and he's just, he's doing nothing but falling over the line. He's using his speed to get around blokes and just falling over the line, essentially, off the back of what good work Turbo's doing. So, I would not at all be surprised to see Turbo attack. Who, who plays on that side? Corey Oates. And, it's Corey Oates, yeah. Yeah, so it just absolutely dominated him, um, him through speed and, and putting Saab over for a couple more. I mean, only concern, having a look at some of these, like 94 was obviously huge last week, but mm-hmm. before that, uh, despite the tries, still getting That's it. Uh, still sub-50s. Yeah. 53, 38, 44, 45 <laughs> in those games. So not breaking records by any means um but did last week give him some confidence can he do it again mm, i think that's the best thing for him as a as all these young center wings are it's the best thing for them is getting that confidence game so maybe that was it for him um i'd just be treading so lightly um if you can avoid doing it if, yes. if he's if he's if you've got to play him because everybody else is out you've got a jet you've got cape well etc etc um you, you'll play him, and I don't think it'll be the worst option, but if you can avoid doing it, go for that. Okay. Well, let's rank these guys. So, we've just gone through Saab. Next on the list, Charlie Staines um, yeah. mentioned last night. Just cannot get him right. He's fucking annoying. Um, goes massively when I don't play him, which is only two times this year. Unlucky for me. That's why I'm 17K. 
But last week was just unreal. They finally found him on the edge. They have not been using him uh, in any game, and all of a sudden, Stephen Crichton's throwing him passes to go over. Like yeah, everyone just went, yeah, Crichton's sticky hands. He just the ball doesn't get outside him. He set him up for two. Uh, mm. But yeah, he just loves scoring against the Sharks. He's played them twice and has seven tries. Against the Titans, uh, I believe the last game of the round, so it won't be in the daytime. It'll be at night, um, long choppy field. We haven't really spoken about that, but True. there's going to be a lot of games played on the field. Maybe it's a little tougher to get speed um, out on the edges there, but who knows? Charlie Staines, um, they looked good finding him on the edge, but we've seen it's been so few and far between this year. It's just so hard to get a read. Against the Titans, I don't know if you've got the stats in front of you. How much are they given up to just uh, right side? Fifty-three. Yep. So, um, obviously, going to be missing for feeder this week as well. Um, but Brian Kelly, Phillips, Sami, and whoever they've got in the second row will be who. Maybe Bo Firmer. Yeah, that'll be who he's aiming up against. Um, so mm. could be a little bit room to move there. But um, I mean, going across the other side of the field with uh, Anthony Don and uh, SN possibly. Possibly SN. <laughs> I'd be going to Brian Toto every day of the week. Yeah. I think that may be how this pans out. So Toto missed out a bit last week and maybe it's his turn. I think they just, yeah, that, that's probably the likelier play. And I, I just cannot bring this guy into my side, whatever it is. Um, if he goes large, great, he's going to make some cash. But I just cannot, um, yeah, bear that strain seeing his name in my team sheet again. So, so I'd have Saab ahead of him if you had to play him. And finally, Simmonson. I actually traded him out. I think you did as well. I have, yep. Yep, so he obviously had a, a good game last week, finally finding some decent ball uh, against you guys, at least in the first half. Uh, so Simonson, he's coming up against the Dogs, obviously the heavy outsiders in that game, the Bulldogs. So maybe this is a week that uh, the Raiders finally click into gear, the likes of uh, Harawira and Naira, those sort of players, a bit more relevant. But Simonson, if you had him and you wanted to take a punt, would you be taking it in the daytime against the Dogs? Yeah, I would. Um, They're allowing 55 yeah. per game to to uh, left-wingers. He played on the left wing last week to um, Rappina playing out on the right. But the Dogs, over the last two weeks, they've allowed 99 and 89 scores to the um, to left-wingers. So he obviously mm. had a huge game against us, his best of the season. It is the Dogs who are under their own sort of spine shuffle as well. Um, I know the Raiders are, are down on troops. There's no croaker. Hodgson's coming off the bench, um, and, and they've got a couple of more guys on missing, like Rappano and CHN. But uh, mm. they can still put some scores up, and uh, I'm expecting Simonson to have another big game this weekend. So he'd probably be my number one out of these three. Uh, Joe, have a guess who the number one owned currently player is out of these three. Is it still Staines? It is Bailey Simonson. 42% uh, stains, he's about 30, and Saab is 22%. So, obviously, a lot of players clearing well, deck. He scored a five in 80 minutes in about round four, so I'm not surprised everybody jumped off at that point. But as we've said all along, it only takes one game for these guys to fall over the line and, and start a price rise, and that's what um, Saab and Staines and Simo have now got. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been scarred so much. If you need to take a risk, uh, go ahead and do it. I'd say ranking these guys, Simonson, based on the matchup. Correct. And Saab, and then finally Staines. I just think he's been so so ordinary in, in a lot of games. It's so hard to get a read. It's, it's those games when you expect him to go big and he ends up with a 15. That are mm. you. 
Certainly do. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be another week. They all went large last week. Who's to say they won't do it again? But uh, for me, I will not be having these guys in my side. So who knows how that'll turn up. Um, one quick name I wanted to, to bring up, um, Sam Walker, not a centre wing, obviously, at halfback. Are you playing him this week? Yes, the cows? I will, um, simply because I don't really have too many other options based mm. on everybody who's out. Certainly an interesting one. Um, obviously, battling a few injuries as well. Roosters weren't in great shape last week. Bit of an easier opponent, I'd imagine, despite us being a little bit on the up. But, yeah, Sam Walker, I've seen what he can do, and I just see we creep in infield all the time on the edge, and a guy like Walker is going to throw a cutout. To Ikevalu, like that, we all talk about the Roosters being under strength and whatever, but if you have a look at their lineup, it's not really that horrible. Tupanua's back as well. Feed him some good ball That's against right. a guy so, like... Um, Walker's playing on the right to Drew Hutchinson and now Lockie Lamb's left. Mm. What do you guys give up on a, a per-game basis to right halves? I'm going to say a lot. I think we're probably number one or two. Number one, 84 points per game. Love it. 103, 116, 63, 107, 94, 58, 51, 112, and 55. That is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. That just shocked me when I looked it up. And to say it's huge scoring to right halves for whatever reason. I don't know who's playing on your left out there, but right halves are absolutely tailing you up on a, a per game basis. Yeah, I'll be back in Sammy Walker. In. Absolutely. I agree. Just brought him in. I had the reserve on Josh Curran, but I think for the upside, I'll definitely go a, a Sam Walker. So see how that plays out. Finally, like you, uh, Trades and captains for you and I this week. I've spoken a little bit about mine. I'm bringing in Tyson Gamble, turfing Schuster, and um, taking out TKO and bringing in uh, Ryan Madison. Everything you some, said you wouldn't do. Stuff around. Yes, I uh, did want to bring that up. It's I said don't trade these guys out last week because they're going to be good bodies to have in round 17. But uh, you know what? A week is a long time in rugby league. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> oh, just basically doing the opposite of what I said I wouldn't do uh, last week. So maybe this will uh, turn the season around. Them are two trades. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking at Gamble as well. As I said, I've got Simkin up there. He's not playing the, this week, and Gamble is on the bubble. So I'll grab him, moving Connor Watson up to my reserve um, hook-in spot. Not sure on the second one or my captaincy um, at this stage, but I'm very, very tempted to bring in Maddo and throw a captaincy on him because I need him to score big for me to avoid Ooh, a stake. Yeah. Jeez, that could be a disaster or joy. Look forward to seeing that one play out live in front of me eyes. Turbo for mine is the VC for this week, I think, against the Broncos. Just who knows? It could be a massive game from him, but I think a safe play, Nathan Cleary, captain. Well, Last as, game of the round. Said, I've got, um, we've got Turbo up against the Broncos who are allowing 85 points per game to fullbacks, and we've got uh, Ponga against the Tigers who are allowing 76 so they're my two fullbacks at the moment. I'll be tossing up one of those as a VC play, more than likely. Love it, mate. All right. Well, two sleeps to go. It's going to be a massive week of rugby league. We're going to be there to see all eight games, as we said. Uh, meet us out at the uh, Newstead Brewing Co. in just south of the stadium there. We'll be there from, I think, midday onwards on Saturday. So feel free to come up and say hello to some hungover blokes. Uh, be great to see you guys there. Great to see you there, Lakey. I can't wait. Yeah, and be we've been talking man. about this for two years. Oh, mate, nonstop for two years. I cannot wait until um, we can get out there and actually watch some footy and spend some time with, well, you people, but some decent people. <laughs> so you look forward to that one, mate. Anyway. Good to see you, buddy. I'll catch you in a few days. Will do.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.